Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. So much great information up there for you to digest. Tips on catching trout, walleyes, catfish, bass, everything you need for your Memorial Day holiday weekend to get out there and enjoy some time on the water. As I've said before, make sure you have those life jackets on. It is a very busy time, whether you're on big waters like Lake Sakakawea, the Missouri River, Lake Ashtabula, or on something smaller, you know, like one of those pocket sloughs where you're finding those walleyes that have been stocked by the Game and Fish Department. Keep those life jackets on, be safe, be aware, and of course save the celebration for land when you get done getting your catching in for the weekend. So be safe out there and have a whole lot of fun. I know it is Memorial Day weekend, but yeah, there's going to be some fishing to be done as well. On top of that, as we've talked about before, we know that the Deer app deadline is coming up to get in on the lottery. You must apply online at gf.nd.gov under the Buy and Apply tab before the end of the day on June 2nd. So get those in so you can get in on some of that great hunting this fall. And that hunting has come through the work of a lot of great people at the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, you know, managing habitat, managing what's available through the CRP program in all of its ups and downs and all of the changes in technology and hunter demands have been a big part of the career of Director Terry Steinwand. And he is retiring from the helm of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department at the end of July. And so for that, we are going to be chatting with him about the history of his career this week and we will look ahead to next week's programming where he will talk about where things sit as he heads for the door and for those open fields and open waters in retirement. So a lot of great stuff coming up with Director Terry Steinwand, learning more about the man who has been in charge of Game and Fish for the last decade and a half. Fantastic insight into what was an amazing career and what was a benefit for a lot of hunters and anglers. That's coming up right after this break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hey, it's a bittersweet time for those of us who have watched the development of hunting and fishing throughout North Dakota over the last couple decades, and that is because Director of North Dakota Game and Fish, Terry Steinwand, is retiring at the end of July. And for that reason, we're bringing him on board one last time to give us the insight into a pretty amazing career and a lot of changes back and forth from when he took over as director and when he started. Director Steinwand, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Nick. You know, I always appreciate that, and yeah, bittersweet is right. It was not an easy decision to go because I love what I do. I just figured it's time to unload some stress and probably spend a little bit more time fishing and hunting than I've had the opportunity over the last 40 years. And you have certainly earned it, obviously, an expansive career with the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Take us through the history of your career and those positions along the way, and then bring us up to speed as to when you started as director. Yeah, I'll be honest. I always loved the outdoors. You know, growing up on a farm, a small farm, small grain farm, I mean, just a variety of things. My my parents didn't own a lot of land, but I was always outside, uh, you know, playing or helping my father or whatever it might be. And I loved to, uh, I really gained a love for the outdoors at that point in time, whether it's walking out in the pasture in the spring year looking for for the crocus, going down by the slough and overturning rocks, just seeing kind of what bugs are there, watching the geese fly, which back, actually back then we didn't have a lot of geese flying around. But I honestly didn't go to college thinking I wanted to go into fish and wildlife management. Hmm. It wasn't one of those things that, that really never passed my mind. But knowing I love biology, I love the ecology of the land, how things work out there, and as I got into more and more college, I said, you know, I like this. 
And actually, where I got my start with Game and Fish, I actually was working for a graduate student uh, over at Spearwood Lake, uh, where at that point in time, Game and Fish had a uh, field station. And I was encouraged by the fisheries people at that point in time to, well, put in for a, for a seasonal aid job, which you know, is basically from when you're out of school in May till about the middle of August when you go back to school. Sure. And I found out I just absolutely loved it. I loved the people I worked with. I, it, it was just fascinating to me to do that kind of work. So actually in 1976, I got my first job with the Game and Fish Department as a seasonal aide. And I worked there for, for been three years as a seasonal aide and, and was kept on a couple times uh, actually well into the year because I needed more money to go back to school and uh, so I'd, I'd skip a semester, and I'd work late. In 1979, I figured, I want to go on for my master's program. So in 79 to 81, I actually worked my master's in, in biology with a fishery specialty. And in 1982, I was hired as a garrison diversion biologist in the fisheries division. Worked that for about eight years, uh, and uh, in 1990, the fisheries chief job came open, and I applied for it, and I was appointed to that position. And in 2005, then-Governor Holden basically said, we want you to go down to Washington, D.C. to work for the Council on Environmental Quality, along with some other state agency and the governor's office, to get through this biota transfer issue on uh, Dells Lake Outlet. So basically half the summer of 2005, I was down in Washington, D.C. working on it. And evidently, I gained some attention, which was which was really never my goal. It, when, when Dean Hildebrand retired, um, of course, the director's job came opening, and I thought about it, but I figured, nah, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Why would I want to take on that, that extra responsibility? Well, I got a call from the governor's office saying, are you going to apply for the job? <laughs> and I said, well, I hadn't really thought about it, and immediately said, well, the governor wants you to. So not a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. you still got to go through the interview process. But I went through the interview process, and in January 1st of 2006, I was appointed the director of Game and Fish and been in that position since that time. You bet. And even in that time, when we look back here over the last 15 years or so, so there's been a lot of changes. What are some of the biggest changes at your time at the helm in the big chair as director? Wow. You know, I've been asked that question before, and it's really hard. It's it, a lot of things. Technology absolutely has changed. I'm mean, good Lord. We were, everything was on paper and, you know, you're doing all your calculations with, uh, you know, this shows how old I am. I used a slide rule in college. I never had a hand calculator. But doing all that stuff uh, by hand, basically. Uh, length weight curves, uh, the statistics, you know, whatever test you chose on that particular lake, to doing all those issues. And anymore, you enter that information in a computer, it spits out the, I won't say the number you want, but it spits out the results. So technology, computers, cell phones, uh, you know, I'd say fax machines, but they're outdated anymore. Right. It, it, it Just a lot of stuff. I mean, just the technology and the ability to be more efficient in our jobs. And again, I'd love to take credit for a lot of the changes that have occurred. It's just the great staff. That, that exists here at Game and Fish Department is a lot of it. And I'll give you a perfect example. When I first started with the department, I spent six weeks out on a spawning station between Devil's Lake and Partial Bay up in Lake Sakakawea. You know, six solid weeks. Missed, missed my son's birthday, you know, and that was part of the job. Understood that. But at that point in time, the wardens were out there helping. Uh, and just We were spread so thin. And Jerry Weigel, who I appointed when I was chief of fisheries to, as a fish production supervisor, streamlined everything. 
I mean, good Lord, they're they're taking eggs uh, with just the fisheries crew and not even the entire crew, just a very small portion of that crew, and they're doing it in a short amount of time. Wardens aren't involved anymore unless there's an enforcement issue. Uh, the fish hauling tanks have just increased dramatically, uh, more effective and efficient use of the, the equipment that we do have. So those are some of the very, very positive changes that have occurred in, in, in the wildlife side. Uh, very rarely did we do any any radio calling, and at that point in time, you had to walk around with the antenna. That you know, if you ever watched any of those type of shows, uh, outdoor shows, you'll see people, you know, the beep beep beep. Well, we've gone to primarily GPS callers now. Sure. We don't have that extra operational cost out in the field. Uh, the biologist can actually be sitting in his or her office and looking at all that information in basically real time. So. Those are some of the very positive changes that have occurred. Absolutely. It's uh, certainly a credit to the Game and Fish Department to have that information you know, at the click of a button for hunters and anglers. We're talking with Director Terry Steinwand of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Director, obviously one of the changes that, uh, particularly when you came on board as director in the director position, is CRP. And it's obviously a challenging situation when we talk about wildlife. You've lived through those oscillations, obviously going back to the start of your career as we see the up and downs you know, in the 80s, but then again coming into the 2000s. How does an agency manage that Federal influence and, and the influence of whether or not farmers, you know, undertake the CRP process in terms of managing game populations. Yeah, that that is a difficult portion. Of course, we have very little, if any, control over what happens on the federal level. Uh, and you're right. When I came into office, there was 3.2 million acres of CRP, and it had been on the landscape for almost 20 years already. Well, we're at about 1.2 million, 1.1 to 1.2 million acres of CRP right now. And understanding North Dakota is an agricultural state uh, and an energy state. Now, understand we have to balance that that issue. These people out there on the landscape trying to make a living for themselves and their family, and nobody should ever criticize them for that. But our attitude has become is farm the best but leave the rest. There are some some areas of soils out there that are just not very productive. Uh, Pheasants Forever has really gone into a fantastic program called Precision Farming. And with all the technology and even ag equipment now, they can get it down to a square meter of, geez, that land isn't producing very well. Well, let let the wildlife interests, the conservation interests come in at that point in time and say, here's how you can make this more profitable for you, at least not lose money. And yet, you know, the bottom line is better for you and it's better for wildlife. Now, is that a perfect scenario? Absolutely not. But it's a really good scenario that, that does balance those interests and makes it better for wildlife. That wraps up this week's discussion with Director Terry Steinwand. Obviously, a 45-year career sort of spanning all of the challenges and triumphs that we as sportsmen have seen out in the field or on the water. We've kind of gone along as Terry has explored you know, where he came from and how he got to be where he is and the work that he and his great staff have done on behalf of hunters and anglers in North Dakota. So a certainly uh, an interesting trip down memory lane for many of us who have come up hunting and fishing in the state. We'll have more with the director next week kind of addressing where things are at as he departs, what his plans for the future are, and the fishing and hunting that is on his horizon as well. 
well. So stay tuned for that. Tune in next week and make sure that you catch up on all that is pending as we go through this time of transition at the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Remember as well that your deer applications are due by June 2nd. I know it's a busy holiday weekend, but remember to log on and get your deer applications in for the lottery. 72,200 tags available this year. We're seeing more opportunities out there on the landscape, so do not forget June 2nd is your deadline. We will chat more after that. We'll get more from Director Steinwand as we wrap up next weekend beyond that deadline date. I hope you have a safe and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. Please wear those life jackets and keep it safe out there on the water wherever you might be. And if you do, I'm sure I'll see you in our outdoors. <laughs>